Uh, there's gloating on the side of Russia, as expected. Uh, there is a great deal of, of disappointment um, and grave concerns about the uh, lopsidedness of the trade and what this means for the future. Does this, in fact, encourage uh, foreign countries or bad players to kidnap or um, you know, prison on, imprison on trumped-up charges or even false charges, uh, individuals that are from America that are high-profile enough uh, that um, uh, they can use it to extract whatever they want out of the administration. You know, at w- one of the things I noted yesterday is if if it's an even swap, then you, you've got a different scenario on your hands. Um, so let's say, for example, we had somebody here in the States that was Russian and uh, they were in jail for marijuana possession. You know, just say that's the situation. Um, of course, our laws are so much more lenient here, but um, nonetheless, let's just say that that's the case. And then there's a swap for that sort of thing that that occurs. Um, that doesn't incentivize a country like Russia to... to uh, grab up some other American in order to get a low-level Russian criminal released because the low-level Russian criminal doesn't really mean anything. This individual is very, very was very coveted by Russia. This was this is somebody instrumental to them. They have been uh, wanting for a very long time to secure the release of this individual. And so there is a, a a tremendous value there, and the the sad thing is, Ned Price, of the Biden administration was asked by this, and he said, "Yeah, but you know, uh, that train's already pretty much left the station anyhow." So the Biden administration's position on this apparently is. Uh, yep, that's the way it works, and uh, don't don't hate the player, hate the game. We're we're just going to play by their rules. Uh, this is not good news. Interestingly enough, however, it may actually be bad news for left wingers, not so much for right wingers. Uh, if you want to look at it in a political context, this might be making the world of wokeness dangerous as opposed to the world of of people who are more conservative and i'll explain why that is here coming up in a a couple of moments also the mayor of st louis is taking a signal from gavin newsom who recently um well there was a panel that was developed in order to come up with some arbitrary number as to what they think uh, should be paid to individuals that are categorized as uh, you know, people deserving reparations because of slavery. And the mayor of St. Louis is like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I think we should look into that as well. So uh, once more, brilliance coming out of the uh, the St. Louis mayor putting us on the map. Uh, we're going to get a look at that first alert forecast coming up here in just a couple of moments. First, the latest news update. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. We've got a dense fog advisory in effect until 9 this morning. 
Otherwise, mostly sunny, a high near 53, a slight chance of showers throughout the night with a low around 40. Chance of showers before 1 p.m. tomorrow with a high of 52, partly sunny on Sunday with a high near 54. What are the discussion points regarding the prisoner swap? Is Paul Whelan, and there's been a a great deal of discussion. His family has released statements, and Paul Whelan was a corporate security executive, and he was in Moscow in 2018 for a wedding and was detained by Russian authorities on espionage charges that most objective observers say it was all, it was trumped up. He's a former Marine, and he received a 16-year prison sentence in what has been, again, pretty universally accepted as a sham trial, which is nothing new for Russia. Prison labor camp. He was moved to a prison hospital for undisclosed reasons last month. But there are some other Americans that have faced similar situations and currently are incarcerated in Russia. I think Wieland is getting a lot of attention because his family has been relatively vocal. And even from the beginning of the Griner situation in which there was so much attention and the Biden administration was saying, hey, we're on top of this. The Wieland family came out. And they're like, hey, we've been begging you for some time to help. You know, what's the story here? Why is it our family member? Why is it our loved ones getting ignored here? Back in um, August of 2021, there was a history teacher from Pittsburgh named Mark Fogel. And um, he, he taught kids of U.S. diplomats abroad. So he traveled about and he was detained in Moscow in August of last year. Small amount of mar- medical marijuana. Medical marijuana. He had uh, chronic back pain. So, to a large degree, very, very, very similar to Brittany Griner. He's 61 years old, sentenced to 14 years at a labor camp, and given his age and the conditions at Russian labor camps, odds are it's a death sentence. And um, no one really even knows this guy's name. There is a 46-year-old American from California, Fresno, by the name of Sarah uh, Krivanik. And she had moved to Russia to teach at a private school there. And last year, she was involved in a domestic abuse situation with her boyfriend. And she grabbed a knife to defend herself and nicked him slightly. So she was arrested and um, detained for roughly... A year, despite her boyfriend retracting the charges. Now, she was released last month, but but detained again at a Moscow airport when she tried to leave the country. The reason that there's some focus on these other individuals is, is there's this belief that since 2017, essentially Russia has grabbed up an American under either trumped-up charges or totally what are believed to be made-up charges, like the case with Whelan, and have just been keeping them. And the belief is that they were doing this for the sole purpose of having markers, having chips that, that they could use 
at some point, hopefully, in order to specifically get the merchant of, of war. This guy that would eventually, just yesterday, be provided to them. And this is like year after year, they, they get these individuals and, and they, you know, thought, oh, here's a former military person, a Marine. America's big on, you know, never leaving any man behind. And radio silence. That didn't do it. They pick up WNBA star. And all of a sudden they recognize that here is somebody that for whatever reason, the United States jumped and said, what do you want from us? Whatever it is, you tell us. Now, this is where you've got the, the, the implications here that could provide a very large degree of danger for a specific category of people across the world from the United States. That here We've got to get a traffic update running just a bit long this morning. Uh, Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Live from Scrambler's Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing. I am Nick Reed, the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. Uh, all right, so the 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 prisoner swap took place to release Brittany Griner, and some have noted that since around 2017, Russia has been plopping up Americans, d- different Americans here, there. Uh, one American who's 61 years old, marijuana medicinal it was prescribed because of chronic back pain got picked up in russia 16 years even longer what uh, uh, griner was nine i think is that right nine she was sentenced to hard labor 16 years he's 61 years old so that's probably a life sentence for that guy uh, of course wheeling we hear about him quite often that has been universally recognized as being uh, just a totally sham trial there are other americans and and concern though this hasn't been talked about publicly a lot that some have is that they they've with the reaction of the united states specifically to Brittany grinder while essentially ignoring all others is that they the, the world is being sent a message what americans are of high value now this is not good for the woke community because even you you have the that that gal her name escapes me but that's head of the teachers union whichever one of those unions and she tweeted out how wonderful this was noting specifically that it's wonderful because she's a black lesbian which to most people think that that should not make any difference at all but even those on the left are acknowledging to some degree with statements with tweets like that that is what this is about that there is a level of preferential treatment. And that is something that is is clear to Russia. It is clear to everyone else in the world that there are specific categories of people that at least under the current administration are of a much higher value to the United States in terms of what they are willing to give up in order to get them back. Now, if you are some white Christian guy, this is potentially good news for you because now out on the world stage it's being shown that there's not a lot of value to that. I mean, you got a former Marine, served his country, that has been sitting over there with his family begging for help, and we're like, ah, we did what we could. 
But when it came to somebody that fit certain woke categories, we're like, whatever you want. Oh, you want that merchant of death guy you've been trying to get for years and years and years? A guy who was supplying weapons for really bad people all over the world, uh, including the Taliban. A guy that was convicted for conspiracy to to kill Americans and assassinate American politicians. Yeah, sure, whatever, whatever you want. We've got to get this one back. And that message is not unheard. That is a message that is loud and clear that if you are a bad player in the world and you are looking to get something out of the United States, there's always been the idea of, depending on the administration, kidnapping an American, arresting an American, using that American for leverage. But what has occurred now with this Biden administration is letting the world know that there are certain Americans, if you kidnap, we will give you what you want, while there are others we don't care so much about. And what is ironic here is the category of people that the Biden administration and the Democrats claim to be the great protectors of are the ones that they put a target on. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. I want to make one other notation regarding this prisoner swap. And you've got, I don't know if you remember the name, Maria Butina. She was a Russian, excuse me, a Russian spy. And uh, she ended up, she was a former student in American University, and uh, she served a 15-month stint in U.S. prison, pleading guilty to conspiracy charges. She was released in 2019. She returned to Russia, where she's now a member of the State Duma. She's an elected official. And she, like so many others, are very, very pleased with this, noting that this is a a show of who's really in charge, a show of strength. She said the fact that Russia pushed through the exchange of bout whom American fundamentally did not want to give away for many years, right now means that, like in The Godfather, we made them an offer that they couldn't refuse. This is a position of strength, comrades. Unfortunately, she's correct. The response from the administration as to why it is that they only got Griner for this warlord and no one else with a focus on Whelan has been, well, that's just what, you know, that's, Biden himself said it. Well, you know, hey, they they just have different rules for that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they see that as a different circumstance. Uh, the, the White House, through the spokesperson, also said, well, it was her nothing. Every explanation they give is an explanation in which they are acknowledging they let Russia call the shots. This was a situation where Russia said, here's how it is, take it or leave it. And we said, okay, what do you want us to do? That should be the, the fact that they don't recognize. That they are revealing to the world through their justification of only getting Griner for this swap. Is that they allow the bad guy to call the shots. 
that we sit and they say jump and we say how high because that's what happened. And we're acknowledging that. Even if they say jump and we say how high, you don't let the world know that. You don't go out there and say, well, the reason we didn't is because they, you know, hey, these are their rules. Yes, one could say, well, they, I mean, you know, well, they are in charge. They have our prisoner, but we had an even bigger one. Let's be honest. The prisoner of theirs, their guy that we had, was a much, 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 much more valuable. Yet they somehow had the upper hand. We should have had the upper hand a thousand times over. But this is the difference between having somebody in the White House, frankly, like Donald Trump, art of the deal, versus imbeciles like those who surround Biden. And it should come as no surprise. This oftentimes gets forgotten. People think, well, there are echoes of the Obama administration because Biden was his vice president. That's not what the echoes are from. They're from the fact that 90% of the people that are in the Biden administration were in the Obama administration. I mean, these are all recycled individuals. And when you look at the folks who saw it as some massive victory to trade a, a deserter of America, Bo Bergdahl, and essentially the same scenario where the Taliban were like, what do you want? We'll do whatever you want. You know, just you tell us. And they asked for really the most that they could possibly have asked for other than give us a country, which Biden would do later. And that was their, their top terrorists, their top guys. And we did it. We, they said jump. We said how high. And that's the exact same scenario that we're in now. Now, here's another frightening thought. Given that they have gotten essentially their top prize, what hope do we have to possibly get anybody else back? What else is there to trade for? We have given them the entire store. We have lost all leverage there is. And incidentally, let's not dismiss the fact that this is a guy whose most significant contribution to the world was running weapons, was uh, helping facilitate people who were at war all throughout the world, that Russia has obtained that individual at a time when they are in a war with Ukraine when they could desperately use this guy and his area of expertise when it comes to weapons and running of weapons and his connections and so forth. The more one breaks this down, the more one recognizes what happens here, the more this is not just some, this isn't a, excuse me, a celebrity status symbol for Russia like Brittany Griner is for the United States. We have given them somebody that is of a tremendous value. We have openly acknowledged that we, when it comes to these scenarios, we just sit there and say, you tell us what you want and we'll give it to you, whatever it is. And none of those things are a positive for the United States. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed.
First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Uh, so we do have a dense fog advisory in effect until 9 o'clock this morning. Otherwise, it will be a mostly sunny day, a high at near 53. Slight chance of showers throughout the night, low of around 40. Tomorrow, a chance of showers before 1, high of 52. And Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 54. One other uh, item I'll note, and, and there could be completely rational reason for this, but there's been some video that has surfaced of Brittany Griner on the airplane, one of those uh, scenarios. The other one is the tarmac exchange, and this is where you've got um, the the merchant of death with uh, his, you know walking across the tarmac, her walking across the tarmac, and there's the exchange. and And you see in the clip. Uh, the merchant of death. He's hugging somebody. I'm guessing some, you know somebody from Russia. And there's some handshaking, and then all of a sudden there's a jump in the video, and you every, everything skips ahead, and you see Brittany Griner sort of walking away, and as one can imagine, I mean it's deliberate that there was a portion of it. It's, estimated to be about 10, 12 seconds or so, that was removed from the video. And so, naturally, curious people will say, well, why did what, why did they do that? What is it that we are not supposed to see? And the speculation is, as people are shaking hands and hugging, that Brittany Griner and the Merchant of Death either shook hands or hugged or something, and that was an image that the United States or that perhaps even Russia, did not want to be seen uh, by by the public. Stephen Miller, political commentator, tweeted out, there's a, a jump cut here at, at 13 seconds as everyone is shaking hands and hugging, and right before it looks like Griner may be going to shake hands with Bout, probably not great optics there to have your star prisoner swap shaking hands with the most notorious arms dealer on the planet. And, and there were a number of others also. Um Rob Schmidt of Newsmax noted, you can tell Griner went in for a handshake with Victor Bout, and it was completely edited out, uh, adding watch her body language just before the edit, and, and others have noted it as well. And so, again, probably not the best optics. The only thing that that could possibly make it worse is uh, a very clunky editing <laughs> that people recognize as a, a um, an attempt by perhaps our own government, to suppress the truth about what actually happened. St. Louis Mayor signs executive order launching commission to study reparations to black residents because that's the problem in St. Louis right now. Let me tell you what it means when you have a mayor, when you have a governor that is putting a focus on reparations. That is an acknowledgement that they have failed to, in any meaningful way, do anything that is positive for the people of the city. When you are a total and complete failure, you pull this out. You pull it out so that you, you you hope that people don't recognize or focus on, on the failure of of your time as mayor. And, of course, it allows you, when people criticize it and note that there is no 
no upside to this sort of thing as being racist, whitewashing history. So Tashara Jones is going to appoint a reparations commission to hold hearings on how to make amends for past treatment of black Americans. The panel will hold monthly meetings, has no stated deadline for recommendations. Jones, a Democrat, clearly, signed an executive order Wednesday establishing a volunteer commission that will recommend just how the city should make reparations. Hey, here's an idea. How about you make moves, policy adjustments, whatever is necessary, in order to make your city a less deadly place to live if you're a black person. Black people in St. Louis, like every other Democrat-run city in this country, have a disproportionately high chance of being murdered, incidentally by people of their own race. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm a black person and I live in a city and not just me, but my children on the way to school or it, sitting in their booster seat in the back seat of the car while I'm at a drive-thru or whatever the scenario is, has a disproportionately high chance of being murdered, hit by a stray bullet. I'd want my mayor to fix that. Not gather up a bunch of volunteers to sit around and talk about, I wonder what we could do in order to make life better for black people. You don't know this? You can't figure this out. Are you this disconnected? You think any amount of money, let's say, for example, $100,000 for uh, all people based on their skin color. Here you go. You think that's going to stop crime? You think in any meaningful long-term way that's going to make life better? Have you ever watched any of these programs on what happens to people who win the lottery and all of a sudden have a significant amount of money, particularly when they aren't used to having a particular or a, 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 a large amount of money and aren't really necessarily that great with money? Have you ever seen what happens? Guess what? Their life does not get better. It gets worse. It gets worse. There is a very good argument that on the whole, doing something like this would actually make things worse for the community that we're told it's supposed to help. See, here's the thing. There are a lot of people in our society, people of color, there are a lot of people of color in cities like St. Louis who are wildly successful, who do very well. People that don't need reparations. Those are individuals who have made the determination they're not going to sit around and whine about their lot in life. They're not going to point the finger, blame everyone else. Uh, they want to succeed. They have enough confidence to recognize that there are going to be obstacles in life. Everyone has them, no matter who they are, but they can overcome them. As long as you work hard and you keep at it, and every time you get knocked down, you get back up. Just It's the same theme for every person who's successful, regardless of their race, gender, sexual orientation, religion. It's all the same. Success is colorblind. 
And those individuals don't need reparation. So then we look at those who don't live that life, right? Because that's ultimately why we're told reparations are needed, because uh, uh, there are people who generationally have been held back because of slavery in this country, and that's why they uh, end up homeless. That's why they end up uh, resorting to gang life and drugs. That's why they end up living these lives that are not acceptable. People who live those lives, you give them, again, just theoretically, for the sake of argument, $100,000 in the name of reparations, you really think that the attitude, the mentality, the approach that those individuals have that put them in the position that they're in in life, that giving them $100,000 is going to automatically change that? It's not. Here's the thing about money. The more money you have, all it does is enhances the personality traits that you already have. If you are somebody that is uh, very smart with money and you are a saver and you are an investor and all of a sudden you come into a larger amount of money, that personality trait gets enhanced. You are saving more. You're investing more. If you're somebody who lives paycheck to paycheck, as soon as you get that paycheck, as small as it may be, you go out and blow it for, on a good time. Or you buy drugs with it. Or you, you, you know, immediately go out to the nicest restaurant you find and you live like a king for a day and then a pauper for the next, you know, however long till you get your next paycheck. And somebody with that approach in life gets handed $100,000, guess what's going to happen? That personality trait of poor decision-making when it comes to finances is simply going to be enhanced. Instead of blowing the $100 in a night, they're going to blow $100,000 as quickly as they possibly can. And then it's going to be gone. Money does not fix these problems. The problems that we're told it's supposed to fix. And so this sort of approach, which this is typical for those on the left, the very people they claim they're trying to help, they actually do more damage for. I mean, every single program or idea they come up with, it's, it's almost impressive how consistent they are with harming the very people they say, that they, they say that they're going to help. And so those that they claim really truly need this, the downtrodden in society, the people who are lying in alleys as heroin addicts or are pimping out women, giving them money is not going to lift them up. It is only going to take those personality traits that put them in those places and enhance it, which of course means makes it worse. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Garage experts, all of those garage needs actually needs you did not even know that you had. Garage experts to me is like a microwave introduced to somebody from the past before a microwave existed. You did not even know what you couldn't you didn't comprehend what it could do, right? So it's somebody from the past, and you show them the microwave, and they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea this was even a possibility. That's what garage experts can do for you in your garage. Simply put, 
if you've ever given people a tour of your home, you know, just friends or what, you get a new home or you have people over for the first time, you're like, oh, well, you know, uh, or maybe they're going to stay the night, so you want them to feel comfortable, and you're like, well, here's our bedroom, here's the bathroom. Do you show them the garage? Not unless you have a beer fridge out there. No, you probably don't because it's a garage, right? They're all pretty much the same, not with garage experts. In fact, you can see the transformation of my garage they did. If you go to Facebook, some of you are watching it right now, 1041 Nick Reed, or no, we're not streaming live, sorry. But, you know, 1041 Nick Reed, the Facebook page there. Uh, if you go into the videos, you can see a transformation of my garage to see what they can do for you. And it will become a point of pride in your home. Garage experts, uh, tell them that you heard about it from me, and they'll give you a discount. Great Christmas gift idea as well. They're under Nick's endorsements at KSGF.com. So I, I like to you know, get subject matter out there, and there's always this sort of approach, and, and, and I, I just find it interesting to look at it from different angles. And one of the arguments about reparations is that it is supposed to basically make up for the losses that the community of color have today because they were brought here as slaves. And so, you know, if they were here as white people, uh, you know, they would have a, a, a greater advantage. And so that's what all these calculations are about, right? So this is the latest. The St. Louis mayor signs an executive order launching a commission to study reparations for black residents. Gavin Newsom and out in California, they recently came up with this number of 238,000 or something. And that evidently, somehow, the calculation came from the, the gap, you know, if they had not started at a point of slavery in this country, if instead they were the descendants of white people, uh, they would have a $238,000 advantage, and so that's how this number comes up with. That's, that's the calculation they do. I have a different approach. What if instead of that... We look, because it's all about the slavery, we, we, we have a formula instead saying, okay, well, let, let's, let's, let's acknowledge that your, your life is different than it would have been had your ancestors not been brought here as slaves, right? Okay. So let's look at what your, your, your economic place in life would have been if that didn't occur which would mean you would not be here in the United States. You would be in your country of origin or the country of origin of your ancestors. I mean, that to me seems to make more sense. How much more, would, you know, all right, here in the United States, your income is $50,000, but we'll trace back and, and your ancestor was brought over from Angola, which is where a, a one of the, you know, it's the area where so many of the slaves were sold to us from. And and then we'll look at what your average income would probably be over there, and we'll pay you the difference. So if it's $100,000 there, uh, but you are here only because you were sold and you were, you were brought here, and your your value, uh, your income is $50,000, uh, since you are making $50,000 less a year on, year on average, then we're going to make it up to you. I mean, that to me makes more logical sense if we're going to play this game. Now, of course, the problem with that is people who live in those countries 
are much, much, much worse off than people of color who live here in the United States. Angola has, has one of the lowest life expectancies in the world. Less than half of people in Angola even have clean water. You know how the percentage of people in Angola that have access to electricity? In rural areas, 6%. In urban areas, only about 33. Only one out of three people even have electricity in urban areas. Income inequality in Angola, one of the highest in the world. Poverty in rural areas, tremendously high. Low enrollment in public schools. Food insecurity is, is tremendously high. I, I mean, Angola is not... In other words, the quality of life in Angola, for example, and you can look at others like Congo, some of the main areas of, that slaves would be sold and end up here in the United States, quality of life is well, well, well below the United States. So... If we're going to formulate this, and, and this is what is done with reparations, it's all about value, right? It's all about dollar amount. It's all about this versus that. The most accurate way, if we're going to say you have been denied a quality of life here in the United States because you were sold and you are here now instead of back there where you would be if it weren't for slavery, then that's where the formula should be. What is your quality of life here versus what it would have been? Of course, the problem with that formula is that the quality of life, even for those who are in the bottom economic rung here in the United States, is so much better than it is for people back in some of those countries. And I mean, that's just the truth. Now, some people may find that insulting. Well, what are you saying? I, I'm just going and uh, with an approach that is based off the same approach that people who believe in reparations is going off of. That due to slavery, there are people in this country whose lot in life is different than it otherwise would have been, and so we need to come up with some sort of uh, formula to determine what that difference is. The problem is their formula is not based off of what would have happened had they not actually been, if we did not have slavery. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Hey, everybody. We are broadcasting live from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. This is the last weekend that we have in order to get these kids adopted for, for Santa's Angels. Uh, if you have not grabbed a kid off one of the tree at our four locations, uh, A1 Custom Car Care, um, uh, you've got, um, well, I'm out of time to name them all, Green County Freight, uh, Tactical Supply, but just go to ksgf.com, Santa's Angels. You can see the locations there, and and please help us out on this. All the details on what we need you to do, you can find at Santa's Angels, ksgf.com. I'm Nick Reed.